It is Friday, October 28th, 2022, the start of the World Series. This is another edition of Baseball Today, presented to you by our friends over at SeatGeek. That is the one and only Trevor Plouffe. I am Chris Rose, producer Dan along for the ride as well. Plouffe has migrated from west to east. He is in a pumpkin patch, better known as the John Boy Media headquarters in Midtown Manhattan. I mean, it looks way too organized and cleaned up for you. You seem very out of sorts. Yeah, I, I like being in my little hole of an office back home. But it's great because, look, we got the World Series starting. It's in New York. The Yankees are playing in it, so the vibes are higher. Oh, you are a dog. Oh, they're I not playing in it. They got that. eliminated. by the, They got swept by the Astros. I forgot about that. So it won't be happening here, but we will be watching it here. Uh, the first game's in Houston tonight, Chris. The World mother effing series is about yeah. to start. and so what you and jimmy and jake are, are and moylan are all doing a watch live watch party together is that what yep. the deal we'll be in the the lounge streaming it's uh giving our takes on the game i'm i'm so happy that these two teams are playing in it because the storylines are great uh the mm -hmm. stars are out all that stuff man it, this is a this is a nice matchup it is it is an excellent matchup there's no question about it uh, in just a few minutes, we will reveal our Seeky question of the World Series. We got so many good ones. It was tough to narrow it down to just one, but somebody's going to get a thousand dollar credit to use on their Seeky app. And uh, it's a doozy. I love this question. So I can't wait to reveal it in just a few minutes. But let's start with the biggest star of this World Series. It is undoubtedly Bryce Harper. He is hitting over 400 in the postseason. He has hit safely in all 11 Phillies games. He has an OPS over 1,300. Will Houston slow him down? They're going to try. There's no doubt about it. So I mean, think I know they're going to try. Of course, they're going to try. Finish answering. Why are Why are you talking when I'm supposed to be answering your question? Okay, they're <laughs> no. going to try. That doesn't mean they're going to be able to do it. I mean, when you game plan for a team, there are certain guys you say, "Let's not let him beat us." Obviously, that's the case with a guy like Bryce Harper. You know, but they have a lot of sluggers around him. So what are you going to pitch around him, try to make him chase? He's had enough plate discipline. He'll get on base for the guys behind him. I think what we're going to see, which is going to be different from the rest of the postseason, I think we might see Bryce move into the three hole. He's been hitting cleanup a lot. Uh, and I was reading some articles. The reason, you know, Topper wanted them in that four hole is to separate him from Schwarber. So you can't bring a lefty in and have that lane against those two guys. The Astros don't have a lefty unless they put one in the well, pen. I think I think they're I think they're going to, they, right? Yes, they just they announced, announced the World yet? Series. Will Smith made the World Series roster. What do for you think? That that? For that reason alone, I'm sure. Or one that's one of the reasons to go get some of those left-handers out. So I, I'm sure we'll see that matchup at some point. I wonder if Topper will still do it anyway, just because it's Will Smith is just one pitcher. Um but you're not, he, he's pretty locked in right now. So I don't see a world where he just kind of goes cold. This seems to be like, this is Bryce Harper's season. He wants this World Series really badly. He's locked in. So to answer your question, they're not going to be able to slow him down, but they sure will try. Yeah. I, you know, I, I want to bring up because I've just found this out about Will Smith. And I think I want to, I want to confirm, but I'm pretty sure that his, I think he's faced Bryce Harper more than anybody on this staff. Um, and that's why they're putting him out there. And I don't think Harper's had a ton of success. So I'm trying to find that out. I don't know, Dan, if you can look those stats up while we're doing this. 
But um, yeah, that's a big deal. Obviously, the whole left-handed thing, because other than that, it's just Fromber who's left-handed on their rotation. They'll get him most likely in game two. They'll still make that official later today, I would imagine. Um, here's the one thing that can slow him down. The time off. Yeah. It really can. I mean, you know better than anybody that if you're going to go almost a week between meaningful at-bats, that's tough. And nobody was rocking it better than him, right? It, when he came back from injury, it took him a while to get going. Uh, Dan just gave us the stats. 14 career at-bats against Will Smith, a 476 OPS, a 143 batting average, and no homers. You're going to see that matchup four times in the series. Yeah, high leverage, Bryce Harper up, we'll probably get him. But remember, he has to stay in for three batters. So you can't just throw him out there in a big situation just to get Bryce because then he's got the guys behind him too. Or in front of him, depending on how they stack the order. If it's one and three, he's coming in for Schwarber, and then he'll come in for Hoskins, and then he'll come in for Harper. It, it might keep him in that in that cleanup spot. If they if they brought in Will Smith specifically for that reason, uh, Topper knows that he'll probably keep him separated, if I had to guess. And then the other thing is you don't have to go three batters if you get the last out of an inning. Yes. So if there's nobody on and two out and Harper comes up, that might be the time you see him too. It just the three batter rule is really going to play some games here in the world series, but overall I hope Harper has a great world series. I'm just rooting. I've told you this a bunch of times. I'm a huge Harper head. So I want to see him. You even answer your own question. Um, I think the time off is going to hurt him. Okay. I really do. God, I'm mighty. I'm not rooting for it. I believe we're going to see Bryce Harper, World Series guy step up. Doesn't mean the okay, Phillies are going to win, but I think he's going to have a big uh, World Series. All right. In that case, I mean, I, I hope you're right. I want you to be right. I want me to be wrong. It's like destiny, bro. It's destiny for Bryce Harper to go into the postseason, win a World Series, and have a big World Series. It really seems like that. Okay, good. Let's roll with that. We go from Rolla to Nola. Aaron Nola going for the Phillies tonight against Justin Verlander. In case you haven't noticed, JV's World Series stats. Not impeccable. 0-6, 5-6-8 in seven World Series starts. He says, no big deal. Personal goals like that just don't matter. You know, try to win the game however you can. I, I was one of the happiest people in the world. Uh, game one against Seattle when we won that game. You know, I pitched like crap, but we won. Um, it doesn't matter anymore. Um, you know, so uh, it would be nice, though. Do you think it really doesn't matter to him? I don't think it matters to him. I think he goes out there every single time like an alpha male, just being like, no one can touch me. Now he's going to get touched up every once in a while. His world series stats aren't great, but Chris, I'm going to remind you something that was with the old elbow, bro. He got a new elbow this year. <laughs> I think 2022 Verlander doesn't care about what happened in the past at all. It's completely different. It's irrelevant in my opinion. Um, he's going to be one of the most confident guys on the field, no matter when he's touching the ball but specifically with this team behind him in Houston, I don't see him thinking about his past starts whatsoever. I think he's going to go out there and look like JV, like he's looked you know, pretty much all this entire season. He's facing a tough lineup. We don't know if they're going to come out swinging hot or if they're going to be cold. You mentioned the layoff. That's going to affect both teams, I feel like, to start the game. Uh, I don't think he cares. I actually just had this conversation about Clayton Kershaw in the postseason, and someone said, well, don't you think he like is nervous, and that's why his stats are like that? I said, no. 
Clayton Kershaw is the same way as Verlander. He knows how good he is, but sometimes it just doesn't add up. It doesn't work. So um, to answer your question, I don't think he cares at all. And I think we're going to see a, um, a determined JV tonight on the Hill. I think he does care. I've covered Justin just about his entire career. And I know that he's a different, from what I understand, he's a slightly different guy than the dude who first burst onto the scene in Detroit and made his first world series start in 2006. Um, and to be fair, that most of his World Series starts haven't been terrible. He had two really bad ones. His first one against St. Louis in 06, he got blown up. I think he gave up six earned runs. And then the 06. Panda game in 2012 was not good. What What are you laughing at? Uh, 2006? That's insane. That's 16 years I, ago. I just did that math is, in my head. It is something to be said. So he actually, for the most part, he hasn't been the dominant Verlander, for the most part, in those games. Um, and he made the point, sure, if if a little luck got on my side, I could have had a win by now. I think he does want to win. He's very cognizant of where he sits in the history of baseball. He really is. And I think that's one of the many reasons he loves that he has come back this strong and might end up winning yet another Cy Young this year. He wants to be like on that Mount Rushmore. That's part of what drives him. And I don't think that's a negative thing necessarily. I mean, because your individual success as a starting pitcher leads to team success. You know, yeah, I mean, he's already a Hall of Famer, and I didn't know anything about his World Series numbers until you sent that question over. So, like, I don't view him that way. I don't think anybody views him as, like, Clayton Kershaw gets viewed that way, and unfairly yes, at times. We talk about that on this show. Uh, but for him, I mean, I, yeah, I guess a World Series victory would be nice in his resume, but he has a beautiful resume. It's a long and it is paved with hundred dollar bills, million dollar bills. I was going to say, you might want to add a few zeros He's to that uh, real quickly. Yes or no. Does he, does he get that elusive W tonight? Oh, that's tough, man. I, I really, I don't have a great lean on this series. I, it's it's, I think that's why it's going to be so good as anything can happen. This is not like we, we talk about the Astros dominating uh, but this Phillies team doesn't, they don't give a shit, dude. So I'm going to say that he comes out with a no decision in this one. Yeah, me too. I think he'll pitch no. okay, but I think he gets a no decision. Uh, baseball today presented to you by our friends over at SeatGeek. Um, if you're not familiar with SeatGeek, go to your phone, go to the app store, download the SeatGeek app. It is the best ticket finding app out there. In fact, I used it last night to go get my Cavs Clippers seats which is coming up in about a week and a half in Los Angeles. I was able to save some money thanks to the John Boy Media code that is out there. It is John Boy Playoffs. It is all caps. It is all one word. And you can save 10% on any ticket purchase, whether you're a first-time buyer or you are a repeat customer, which is kind of cool because usually it's just available for rookies. Nah, if you're back for more, you can use that one as well. And for SeatGeek, what they do is they help you find the best deals out there. So if you want to go try and buy some World Series tickets in Houston or Philly, if you want to go check out your favorite NFL team, college football, NBA, NHL, if you're a concert goer and you want to go see your favorite band at your favorite venue, they can hook you up and they'll tell you what's a great deal. So they've got a scale of zero to 10. They've got them color-coded, green, red, green, thumbs up, red, thumbs down, so they help you figure out if you're going to get your money's worth. Once again, download the SeatGeek app today. 
Use the code word John Boy Playoffs, all caps, all one word. You will save 10% today. All right. Yesterday, I screwed up. I asked a question and didn't allow us to respond on the back half. I said uh, something sure. about like, what's the biggest question for Philly? What's the biggest question for Houston heading into the playoffs? And I cut us off after we got to the, Phil- to the uh, Houston part of the program. A lot of people reminded me of that in the chat. I apologize. I was trying to move our show along and I screwed that up. It was not intentional. So today we're going to ask a question about each team, but we're going to actually answer it. Thank you. Give me one guy on each squad we aren't talking about, but will play a very prominent role in this series. So let's each go with Houston first, and then we'll each go with Philly. So you go with Houston. I was going to talk about Ryan Presley. I think, you know, obviously his job is to close games out. I think, I think we're going to be in some close games. So I think that he's going to have to be a very good version of himself for the Astros to win a world series. So that was my initial answer. But now that I learned that Will Smith is on the roster, I mean, he's the guy like massive, massive high leverage situations against two really good hitters, Schwarber and and Harper. That's the reason you're on the roster. You have to go get these guys. They're going to be pressure pack situations. So if he gets the job done and puts the fire out, I mean, that's, that's, um, that's huge for Houston. If he doesn't do the job and Bryce, you know, starts to get him and, and Schwarber pumps, um, you know, those are going to be big situations that are going to be, you know, kind of like momentum shifters in this series. So for Houston, I'll say Will Smith's going to play a big part in this world. Well, series. I'm happy that Will Smith got on the roster because I was going to go with Ryan Presley. Um, he's, ne- he's, we don't ever talk about him. I mean, we talk about 15 guys on Houston before we mention Ryan Presley's name. And you know what he is? Dependable. Yeah. Five and a third innings this postseason. Shutout baseball. He's gotten 16 strikeouts or 16 outs, eight via the strikeout. Just does his job, man. And um, I still need to apologize for calling him Alex Presley from several oh. years ago. You played with you played with Ryan. Good dude. I'm a big fan of his. Uh, he was a starter with the Twins for a little bit. I watched him i was on i was playing third base and there was one game this is the game he actually got hurt with the twins he was absolutely blowing cheese before people were throwing 100 miles an hour all the time he was like his velo was up to like 98 and he i like saw the look in his eyes he like didn't know what was going on he ends up getting hurt that game and then afterwards we talked about it he's like i've met my arm had never felt so loose i felt so good out there he goes i actually knew something was like going on because my arm felt so loose wow um, but anyways, no, he's a great guy. I root for him all the time. Goes over to Houston. They kind of unlock uh, his potential, which is awesome yeah. to see. Sucks for the Twins. Awesome for Houston that they saw that. And he's just been I'm, – I'm happy. He's had a great career. He's been in some massive moments. And if, if I see him close out the World Series and, like, drop to his knees and hug the catcher, like, I'll be really happy for him. Yeah. I mean, because we have no idea who's getting that ninth inning in Philly. Could be yeah. one of three or four guys. We know who's getting that ball if Houston's got a one-run lead in the ninth, and he hasn't been used yet. Uh, what about for Philadelphia? I think it's all going to hinge on Ranger Suarez in game three. If he gets that start, I think he's got to give them some length uh, because we've mentioned it so many times now, and people keep saying, well, you keep saying about the bullpen, and they keep coming up big. I'm like, yeah, that's fine. They're doing it, but it's still okay to mention them. That is Philly's weak link. There's no doubt about it. And in this series where – you're going to have to have a bullpen day game four. You can't have two bullpen games in a row. You can't have Ranger Suarez go out there and give you, you know, two or three innings. Like we need this guy to go five at least, maybe even six and and be that guy. If he does that, 
I think that sets them up much better for the rest of this series. So I think that Ranger Suarez game three is going to be very important for the Phillies. I think that's a great call on your part. I don't know how good this guy's going to be in the series, but I'm really taking a shot in the dark here. I'm just taking a chance. Okay. Brandon Marsh. And that's because he has familiarity with the Houston Astros. Remember, he got traded midseason from the AL West and the Halos over to Philly. He actually has some decent numbers against Javier and McCullers, who are going to be the game's three and four starter back in Philly. He could be the guy who gives that team an unexpected lift. Remember, he had a huge homer. I think it was against the Braves that rocked that place a little bit. So, once again, he's a guy, you look at that Philly lineup, you don't even know that Brandon Marsh is in it. But because of the lack of left-handed pitching that the um, Astros have, he's going to be he's going to be out there. And um, he's going to have his chances. Now, I don't know if he can turn into a hero, one of these unexpected Brian Doyle, Mark Lemke types that we've seen uh, at World Series at times. But I think he's going to get a shot. I know one thing for sure. He'll have wet hair. Is going to be wet. Yeah, God, we we're so in sync today. Yeah, unbelievable. I I will say this about Brandon Marsh. I I like that call because I'm looking at their roster right now. I I don't think there's a lot of familiarity of between these pitchers. So when you have a guy like Marsh who's faced these guys quite a bit, like he's going to be front and center on the hitters meeting. Hey, Mm. tell us about this. You know. What does this pitch look like? Yeah, sure, we have video, but you need like real eyes on that, and 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 they can give you that insight to maybe, you know, move the needle just that much. So he's definitely front and center in these meetings. And you're right, man. That that being able to have some experience against some of these pitchers is is going to pay dividends for him for sure. By the way, I just I can't get into the wet hair look. It just looks it's cold, right? I don't know, man. I don't know if it's cold. It looks uncomfortable. It looks uncomfortable. Like it, it feels like you should be just sloshing around a field. It's just, I don't have anything against long hair. You want to wear long hair? Cool. Just dry it. You know Maybe what though? I think it makes, if you have long hair and it's wet, it's like more compact. So I think he's able to play with that. If it was just like flowing locks, like that wouldn't make sense. I wouldn't like that. All over the place. You ever had long hair? Way. Never have like ever- that. Never like that. But yeah, I used to have long hair. I'd I a mullet. I could see a mullet. You also have frosted tips, like bro. Yeah, I had a moulet uh, my freshman year in college. It was nice. It was frothy. I love. I love thinking about you in Reno, man. Oh no, I was Reno all tight now. Favorite Chris. That was my. Uh, yeah. I looked like uh, Jason Priestley um, from the show Nine Hundred Two One Zero, which was the big show back then. I don't I think you ever looked burns. like Jason Priestley. I don't think you did. I'm sorry. I did. I did back then. Totally. He's kind of a heartthrob, Chris. No, I was not a heartthrob, but that's what it looked like. Okay. I, I had sideburns. He had sideburns. We were often mistaken for one another. Whatever. Let's move on. Is Dusty Baker being the winningest manager without a World Series title still a story for you? It's not really for me, um, but for Dusty, you know, this is kind of the final chapter in his book you know if he wants a happy ending like going and getting a world series 2022 hey would be pretty nice so like for me like you know he already has one as a player right the dodgers 1981 with the dodgers like i'm not like 
rooting like dusty needs to get one as a manager like that doesn't really do it for me but i'd be happy for him if he got it if i remember the story he's my first ever autograph i got a doctor's yeah. office my mom worked at so I, i've always right. been fond of dusty and he's always been like a good dude when i've met him so i am i'd be happy for him but i'm not like on the edge of my seat like man dusty's got to get a world series are you like is that how you feel no Okay. It's not going to change how I feel about Dusty as a manager or yeah, as a person. Either. I have heard way too many players be complimentary of him and say they, particularly veterans who have played for him, just say he knows exactly how to take care of you, how to push the right buttons, how to be a good dude. If he has to raise his voice, he will, but it's very rare. Um, I don't think there's people that dislike Dusty in the game. Like, I think he is universally adored. You might root against the Astros. You might not be rooting for him to win this, but you're certainly not rooting against the Astros because of Dusty Baker. And I know that there's been times where he shouldn't have taken the ball out of Russ Ortiz's hand in game six and allowed him to keep it, that maybe he was part of the reason of the Cubs collapse a season later. And, you know, they, they just haven't gotten over the hump that doesn't matter to me. I think it's big to him for several reasons. One, I mean, you want to, when you're a manager, your job is wins and losses, and that's it. That's it. So you want to win the Holy Grail. I think it's exceptionally important to him, and I don't want to put words in his mouth, but to be the third African American manager to win, a guy who is like one of his heroes, Cito Gaston, was the first one to win it in 92 and 93 with the Blue Jays. Dave Roberts, who's half African-American, and I believe his mom is Japanese, won it a couple of years ago with the Dodgers. Dusty was at the dais the other day and said, "It's in, the sport should be ashamed that this is the first time since 1950 that we don't have an African-American ball player that's going to be playing in the World Series. Um, I think that's all very important to him. I do. You know, people forget because now it seems in hindsight, like, oh yeah, Dusty came into like a really good situation and he's had these players in this organization. But in 2020, when he took over like that, show. it was a shit show. It really was. Everyone was pointing fingers at the Astros and it was not like a job that anybody wanted. It really wasn't. And Dusty came in and righted the ship, gets there in 2020. They're a tick below 500. I think they went 29 and 31. Um, they end up making the playoffs there as well. Um, but then the next two seasons, 95 wins, 106 wins. It, it, it He was the right person for the job. Like a lot of people totally. going in there, having to hear that, like, because he is universally loved, it, it was hard now to hate on him. Anybody else that came into that position, they'd get caught up in all the things that were being mm -hmm. said about the ass shows. But Dusty has this reputation. No one was saying that about him. It was like, oh, well, Dusty's running this team. We'll see if he can like, you know, turn him around a little bit. And, and man, he really has. He really has. And last point on this, and I've said it before, I will say it again. We have got to change the rule for Hall of Fame induction for managers. We have to. There's no reason in the world that Dusty, Bochi, and Tito should not be in at this point. It's a joke. I don't understand it. Well, they have to be out of the game. Really? No, they don't. Freaking put them on the ballot right now. They should be voted in. It would be the coolest thing if Bruce Bochy would were to take over the Texas Rangers next season as a newly minted Hall of Famer. Let's stop with this nonsense. Okay. Please.
Maybe one day me and you will be in the YouTube show Hall of Fame. Maybe. (laughs) All right. It is time right now for our SeatGeek question of the World Series. We want to thank everybody that put them out there. We got hundreds and hundreds of questions. They some of them were hilarious. Some of them were made really made us sit there and think. I mean, our community has done such a wonderful job, and I wish that we could pick more than one. Unfortunately, we can't right now. So the winner of the $1,000 credit to use on the SeatGeek app is Caleb Noble, who came up with the question, if you guys could go back in time and be a part, meaning a player, of any World Series championship team, which one would you choose and why? I love this question, Ploof. You go first. All right, this was tough because there's a lot of fun championship teams. You could think about, you know, some of those Red Sox teams. The 04 Red Sox team would be a lot of fun. They they the idiots. Like they had a lot. Yeah, the idiots. I think uh, you you would have fit in there for sure. Um, I'm going to take it back a little bit further. And I was like, dude, do I go Dodgers because I'm hometown? Would love that. Then Scully calling my name, all that. But then I decided, no. 1993. Toronto Blue Jays. Me, Paul, Mal- they had Ed Ed Spre- Sprague playing third base. Now get Sprague. him out of here. Get Ed, him out of Ed here. Sprague. Ed well, Sprague you know was a good player. Went to Stanford. Get him out of here. I'm the third baseman on that team now. Me, Paul Molitor, a young Paul Molitor. How old was he at that time? He oh was, no, he was well, not no, he was a young 36. Paul excuse me. Yeah, he was 36. No. <laughs> of of Wiley vet Paul Molitor in Toronto. We see Joe Carter walk it off. We go party in the streets all night long. Man, I love the jerseys. I might have hit the walk-off homer fellas on that team. That's what I'm mm. thinking. So bring me back That's to 93. Win a championship. Next year, we get a little time off, too. The strike happens. We're going vacation. Celebrate our championship again. That is a great – that is an excellent choice. There are some fun dudes on that team, too, to hang out with. I think David Wells was on that team, to be honest with you. Um, Mike, uh, Mike Timlin, I think, was still on that team. Yes. Ola Rude was on that team. Pat Borders, Robbie Alomar. Al Leiter. Uh, Leiter, Devo. Uh, Devon White was on that squad. Really, really good. Excellent pick by you. Excellent. Thank you. Now – if you really want to party, and if that's all you care about, don't say like 1912 or something. Come on. You are picking the 86 Mets. Oh, yes. There's no team yeah. that was <laughs> oh, going to light it up quite like the Mets. The youngest team in baseball that season, and they end up freaking winning it all in dramatic fashion. We all know about it. It's through Buckner's legs the whole bit. And then they came back from losing in game seven to eventually winning and celebrating. Um, I've known Ron Darling for 20 years, and I have had the good fortune of going out with Ron Darling several times and hearing some amazing stories. Okay. I'll leave it at that. My my runner-up choice was the 1979 Pittsburgh Pirates because I just wanted to chill with Pops, Willie Stargell one time. Just wanted to go hang with that squad. Plus, I wanted to wear all, like, I think they wore like seven different uniforms against the Orioles in the World Series that year. They'd go like black on black. They'd go yellow on black. They went all white. They went stovetop hats. They had everything working. Oh, my gosh. So go. Hold on one second. Hold on one second. That yep. 84 Mets team, Rafael Santana, shortstop. 86. 86, that's what I meant. Yeah, Rafael Santana was the shortstop. 
Kevin Mitchell was a rookie on that team. It was it went Hernandez, Tim Tuffle, and Wally Black, uh, Backman split second. Raphael Santana at short. Hojo at third. Gary Carter was the catcher. Yes. Um, uh, Ray Knight was there too. Um, so then Mitchell was like in the outfield. Lenny Dykstra, Strawberry, Dwight Gooden, uh, Sid Fernandez, uh, Bobby Ojeda, Ron Darling. Jesse Orozco was the closer. He was the guy who got everybody out. Roger McDowell uh, was in the bullpen. Davey Johnson was their skipper. Okay, bro. Okay, you, you proved your point. My goodness. My goodness. Yeah, my wheelhouse. Me and Rafael Santana had our – we butted heads a few times. He was my Arizona Fall League manager. I was going to say, how the hell do you know Rafael Santana? Yeah, yeah. We had some words for each other. It was all right, though. We made up. Okay. All right. Um, just give me a winner of the series before we get out of here. I picked uh, on talking baseball Phillies and six. I don't really have a good reason for it. I think uh, Nola and Wheeler are going to have to just like go ball out for this to happen. Uh, but I like it. Phillies and six. Okay. Um, I'm rooting for Philly. I want to see Philly fan. I've got some good friends that are Philly fans more so than Houston fans. So I'm rooting for them, but I think it's the Astros and six. So there you go. Let's just get a, a lengthy series. It gets back to Houston. We need it as a sport, particularly after all this time off. Um, we got to get going. We are going to do baseball today, tomorrow at 1130 a.m. on Saturday. Let's yep. do it again. Let's live it up. Everybody enjoy. Watch the stream while you're also watching the game. Ploof, tell all the, my family members up there I say hi and I miss them and I love them. Okay? Good. For producer Dan and the one and only Trevor Ploof, I'm Chris Rose. We'll see you Saturday on Baseball Today.